1: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was just introing the New York Times piece, Holly, and (laughs) the headline of which is the Hilaria Baldwin story. I'm living my life. Now, what I love about this, I just want to set the stage and then, you know, tear it up. Halls, but <laughs> like you have this when Build I, it when up I to tear it down, <laughs> tear it down. Yes. Light it on fire. Stick it in the dumpster. That is 2020. The Hilaria Baldwin story. I'm living my life. Accused of a decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person, the entrepreneur and spouse of Alec Baldwin. Talks about being the main character in this last week of 2020. I mean, if this isn't the most New York Timesy sort of um, lead-in to a, to a piece that actually means very little, but is also so fascinating that it probably means a lot more, I just don't know what else is. So, Holly... Tell us about this New York Times piece and why we're still talking about Hilaria Baldwin days longer than we probably should.
0: Well, the main reason we're still talking about Hilaria Baldwin days after we probably should is because Hilaria Baldwin is talking about herself days after she probably should. And there are places like the New York Times that are giving her a mouthpiece to air her grievances because Hilaria Baldwin has some grievances, and Bradley and Grant, I'm here to tell you, she has grievances with all of us. Being Crack people a window, who have eyeballs and can read. Out. Crack a window, air it out, because Hilaria Baldwin's trying to Dutch oven us with her lies, <laughs> and she's not being successful at it. I'm just going to read you guys the first paragraph of this New York Times article that was uh, published today. And I'll start here. The first signs that Hilaria Baldwin's life was going off, seriously off the rails, came from the same place where she usually derives her sense of control. Quote, I started seeing comments on my Instagram. Stop here.
1: Oh, God. She
0: derives a sense of control from reading the Instagram comments. Excuse me.
1: Nobody, please, please tell the audience what you said to me uh, as we were prepping for the show today about the sociopathy uh, of somebody who would say such a thing.
0: But yeah, let's think about that. You and I and anybody who uses social media. What is the meme about interacting on social media? Rule one never read the comments thank you right because i've been saying this for troll. more oh.
1: more than a decade do not do it it's
0: impossible not to though you just want yeah, to yeah. But, but see the thing yeah but grant you're going to tickle that fascina- fascination about the comments and you're going to do it and then how do you feel after you read the comments
2: you're right not very good no.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. I need to You work don't on feel that. very good, Grant. No. Yeah, Bradley, you don't feel. You probably don't feel very good after you read your Instagram comments on something that's. Yeah.
1: Well, it, literally, it, it can be anything, and and I will say, I I am not a celebrity like. Uh, uh, like anybody, right? Like we're not celebrities. We're just people who do things. And um, sometimes uh, people show up because we're on the radio, but that's a far, so like I do actually read most of, you know, if people comment on my stuff and I'll comment back because that's where I'm at. But when you are a Hilaria Baldwin and, and she lays this out in the uh, New York times piece, she has invited people into certain parts of her life and, As such, at least she has the awareness that she has done that. Um, And so that then entitles people to have uh, an opinion about those things, right? In a way that you or I or the average person didn't necessarily sign up for. Although we are well aware that at any moment somebody could show up with a really crappy opinion about something that was not asked for.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. It's not nice to be on the receiving end of those kinds of comments. But the phrase drives her sense of control from looking through the comments that just sets off something hmm, that makes me particularly skeptical about the character of Hilaria Baldwin. She's not having a reaction that most of us would in as much as the following quote happens right after she mentions that quote. It's just a very strange thing, and you can just be living your life. Well, no, I would argue that Hilaria Baldwin is not just living her life, and to the point that you previously made, Bradley, she's living her life, but she's putting it on display, and then that display is then monetized. So her living her life is actually a very intricate and complicated business, so much so that she has agent representation from CAA to just help her, quote-unquote, live her life. Yeah, that's... Like, no, honey, you're not just living
1: your life. Exactly. That's the lie. And if you read, if you take the time, and you really should, because what else are you doing right now other than doom-scrolling? Like, just find yourself a quiet space and scroll through this New York Times article because it's so clear within moments of reading that this person is delusional. She thinks that we are so stupid that we don't see what's actually going on. She has not only been grifting us about her Spanish um, heritage, uh, non-existent though it is, but also about the rest of her life she very clearly states that she only shares certain parts of her life including but not limited to her children but that she avoids sharing things about her parents because that's not they didn't sign up for this i'm like oh but your children did. no she realizes that she's mm-hmm. going to make money off her children in a way that she's not going to make money off her parents and also if people look too closely at her parents it goes against the narrative that she says she has told people for years, which is that she's from Boston, she's American, but she lived in Spain and came to uh, the United States or didn't come to the United States. She words it so delightfully, mm, opaquely by okay. saying she came to NYU as a 19-year-old, implying that she was previously living in Spain, which, again, if if true, was like... in like as a vacation or extended stay like it's not as a resident of Spain where she had you know I don't know what her actual um, status was as a resident but notice that that's not a part of this if you're just joining us I just want to reset the table for the audience that's like what are you talking about with such passion something so low stakes it's hilarious hilarious being the key word here because we're talking about Hilaria Baldwin continue Holly
0: Exactly. You know, what? I'm glad you made that point, Bradley, too, because it's not that she she's very careful with her words to The New York Times and that she sets it up in a way where factually some of these things can be correct. I went to NYU when I was 19 years old. That is a fact. But she's not stating all the other facts around that fact that would make it support her whole weird identity thing that Mm -hmm. she has created for herself. Also, too, yeah, the whole idea of the privacy with her parents, you know, her mother was a doctor at Mass General Hospital uh, in Boston and then was a staff on Harvard Medical School. So she was not without her own public persona herself. So. To say that she wanted to protect her parents' privacy, you know, it that is laughable because here she is, like, not protecting the privacy of her children and using that relationship and monetizing it on social media in a way where her children can never consent to that kind of behavior. Exactly. Which is a whole other issue.
1: <laughs> exactly. I And uh, there was a couple things that popped out um, she and and the i will give credit to the new york times because at first it was like eyebrow raise um hey new york times really really this is like the way you're selling this it sounds like it's far more you know momentous than it actually is but they lay it out so clearly so the the writer says she didn't know that ola magazine for which she'd twice and that's a spanish tabloid has twice posed for the cover and which was has written some twenty items about her on its English language website so far this year has repeatedly reported inaccurately that she was a Spaniard because she said she didn't read articles about herself so on the one hand i mean and, and like there are all these lies throughout, and I imagine the New York Times is just like we're just going to present this, and we think you're smart enough to figure this out like literally. But in the preceding paragraphs, she says she reads every single comment that shows up on her Instagram. But she doesn't read the tabloid coverage. Well, that's a lie. The reason she didn't correct Ola magazine is because she liked what it was selling. Because at the end of the day, and here's another thing, this is just a blatant lie from Hilaria Baldwin. My intention, she says, is not to be an American TV personality. My intention is not to be a Spanish TV personality. My intention is to talk about health and fitness and being a mom. Well, what do you think talking about health and fitness and being a mom on TV is, if not a television personality? So like she's just straight up lying to us as if we can't do simple math.
0: Right. You know, you don't become a correspondent for an infotainment show called Extra, and you don't do cooking segments on the Today Show, if not having a desire to be a television personality. Those are not experiences that one just happens to stumble upon. You are actively seeking out those endeavors. And it's part of, you know, it can be part about health and fitness and being a mom. But when you are in those spaces, you are a television personality. No shame in the
1: game. Yeah. And 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 that's, I think, the reason we find this so fascinating. It's the hypocrisy and the obvious lie. Like, we don't begrudge, I can speak for myself, but I think, you know, you would agree with this, Holly, that we don't begrudge people's success, however they find it, if it's, no. you know, uh, a, it's just like any other thing. Go for it. Do it. There's an audience. Clearly, you're making money and being successful, but don't. Lie about the, your intentions, your purposes, or your motivations. Like, be honest about it because at the end of the day, most people will be like, okay, um, I don't care that you want to overshare. There are so many people in the world that are willing to overshare, um, you know, to sell soap, but just mm-hmm. admit that that's what you've chosen to do with your life. No shame in that game. And if you yeah, think there's know. a judgment there, that says more about you than it does your audience who's just trying to hold you accountable for telling the truth, right? Right. Okay, we could talk about this story four days, and we probably will. Again, thank you, Holly, for bringing that New York Times piece to our attention, and uh, go read it at your leisure when we come back. I think, Holly, you've got a Dirt Alert for us with all the latest from Hollywood, right? Sure do. Fabulous. We'll be right back here on My Talk One. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. And here... With all the latest from Hollywood and beyond, it's our good friend Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly.
0: Hello, Bradley. Hello, Grant. We're going to start this dirt alert by talking about Billie Eilish, who lost 100,000 Instagram followers after she shared a series of images of boobs. <gasps> Not her boobs, but just, you know, artful draw, drawings of boobs. So this is all part of a thing that's been happening on Instagram. I don't know if you guys have noticed. In Instagram stories, there's this whole post a photo of challenge. And uh, it's like you ask, post a photo of your dog or post a photo of your kindergarten picture. And then so celebrities are doing that. And apparently, prompted by a fan asking Billie Eilish, post a picture of a drawing you're really proud of. Billie Eilish shared a photo the caption probably these and it's a series of arty pictures of naked ladies and snakes
1: naked ladies and and snakes Hmm.
0: yeah you know and and, uh she was really proud of that and you know they're (laughs) decent little doodles
2: decent little doodles i'm sorry yeah
0: (laughs) so apparently she lost a hundred thousand followers one fan tweeted because of boobs now billy Eilish has seven. 32.9 million followers so she probably has a lot of teenage fans who are paying attention to the statistics of her social media following but she did say that uh then the hashtag breastgate started to trend and then she just was like look guys you know y'all are babies if you can't handle drawings of boobies
1: i mean it is fascinating right because there's so many different like cultural overlaps like prudishness about sexuality and boobs on instagram specifically if you like free the nipple like we've been down this road before Odd that we're talking about it right now, but as I'm looking at these photos, like, there's they're very innocent, but then I also go down the road of like, I'm in, I'm like critiquing her boob um, representations, and they're like, they're, they're different boobs, like, so they're they're actually like three different kinds of boobs that three, I can see. Three
2: different kinds, huh?
1: Right? Like, there's how do we
2: categorize these three different kinds?
1: <laughs> they're sort of
2: like,
0: well, say that there's plants, say that be? again. Like implant ones. Yeah. Like, so there's, there's the one where ones. the person
1: is like, like, um, sprawled out laying on her back and they're like oranges. And then there are some sort of like pendulous, you know, ne- like just. <laughs>
0: keep going. <laughs> this is keep going. I this know, right? And then there's sort <laughs> of just like
1: boobs, right? Like normal. I mean, not that all boobs aren't normal, but sort of un, un, um, uncharacteristically
0: undistinguishable boobs yeah
1: just boobs right so but that I find that fascinating because then that tells you something about her like she was like oh I'm going to try these little boobies over here I'm going to try these boobs over here and she's actually good at like drawing bodies and body parts and sketching so like why not I just find I think it's fascinating
2: it is actually now that I'm looking at the picture here it's really interesting yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, you're right on the uh, the, the body figure stuff. She's good at drawing that. She really is.
0: Yeah. So, you know, she just called out everyone who was calling her out and said, like, LMFAO, y'all babies, SMH, which is shake my head in internet slang. Yeah. So, Billy Eilish is just like, you know what? You prudes. Well, speaking of <laughs> boobs, uh, Bridgerton is all the rage over on Netflix. Now, Grant, I heard you guys on the Donna and Steve show talking about this series. This, this is a new Shondaland series that debuted on Netflix over the weekend. It's quite the bodice ripper. And the star of this show, who plays the Duke of Hastings, Regé Jean Page, describes the show as a mix of Jane Austen Gossip Girl and 45 Shades of Grey. Oh, so not quite as horny as 50 you only get 45 <laughs> it's just right under the line Grant, so you... if you are curious if...
1: what was that i was just going to ask um because you haven't watched it holly right
0: Uh, I watched one episode.
1: Oh, okay. Um, So I'm curious then, Grant, I don't know if you've watched an episode, but this is one of those things that now keeps popping up in the conversation online, and I think, do I need to watch it? Is this something I want to watch? I understand there appears to be sexuality. Whoa. But, you know, like, beyond the, like, gratuitous sex, do I need to watch this show? I would say, you know, Jessica told me that uh, I should
2: check it out, so I'm going to check it out, you know. I I I've, I've heard good things, I heard some bad things from Don, but um I'm going to check it out. I have not yet. Uh, Holly, you said you watched the first episode. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think I'll watch a few more. It's not usually in, to my speed because I'm not I like, these people are too good-looking in Bridgerton. It makes me uncomfortable.
2: Oh, it's one of those. If that makes any sense. It just They're too hot. It just doesn't feel like reality a little bit because it's just too many good-looking people all around.
0: Yeah. It's like, that's not even possible. Your attractiveness is making me feel awkward. So if you want to have those same emotions, go watch Bridgerton. It's streaming on Netflix right now. I
1: love it. Or if you want to win a big fat prize, you can give us a jingle jangle at 651-641-1071 because when we come back, it's time for the 30-second pop culture challenge. And all you have to do is call us, 651-641-1071, and answer five questions in 30 seconds all about your favorite pop culture. We'll do that right on the other side of this break here on My Talk one zero seven one. Five questions, thirty seconds. You could win a prize, but only here on the Colina Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything. End of the year. Oh my God, this is our last show of twenty twenty. We made it. Oh! What?
2: Oh! Well, I guess I shouldn't count, like count my
1: <laughs> I shouldn't count my my twenty twenty chickens before they've hatched. We still have to get to three o'clock. We'll do that. But thank you for being along for the ride, however long that's been this year. It's been a long-ass ride. Now, without further ado, let's get back to, oh, the last 30-second pop culture challenge live for 30 30-second pop culture challenge! Who's on the phone today, Graham? The lovely and talented Kathy. And what, Holly, is Kathy playing for
0: Kathy is playing for a MyTalk one hundred and seven one t shirt.
1: All right, hey Kathy, are you ready to play the thirty second pop culture challenge? Yes, I am. Fabulous. Are you the same Kathy that played earlier this week? No. Okay, just another Kathy. I just wanted to check in because I, you know, you can call back even if you lose, and I just wanted to welcome you regardless. So, okay, Kathy, here is what's going to happen. Holly's going to ask the first question, after which your thirty second timer will begin. Here we go.
0: All right, Kathy, name the movie about an alien who likes Reese's Pieces. E.T. Name the pop singer who starred in the movie Dick Tracy. Uh, Madonna. Name the cartoon about prehistoric cave people who lived with dinosaurs. Flintstones. Name the iconic diet soda that was discovered earlier, or discontinued earlier this year. Uh, Tab yes
1: and... no that's
0: only four bradley
1: oh she gets it because i forgot to do a fifth
0: pew, pew. all right kathy. i can't count kathy. your success <laughs> oh, all right thank kathy God. hold the line hold the line make sure grant gets all your information so you can get your my 1071 t-shirt thank you hey look You're welcome.
1: Uh, Whatever it takes, right, man? Okay, we did it.
0: All right, so hang on the line, and Grant will talk to you. Congrats to Kathy. (laughs) It's the last show of the year!
1: (laughs) I was like, look, I did all the five (laughs) questions. No, I didn't. Doesn't Uh, matter. That's all right. But here's the deal. Thank you, Kathy, for playing. If you want to be Kathy and be actually um, the first person in 2021 to play the Pop Culture Challenge, do so next Monday. Uh, because we play that game every day at 1230, but only on the Colleen and Bradley show, of course. Now, Holly Roberts, we need to transition to probably my favorite part of the show, and that's being blinded by the item. Blinded by the item.
0: All right, Bradley and Grant, I've got celebrity gossip mysteries for you, starting with this first one. This A-plus list singer-slash-host... Was an angry drunk the day after Christmas? Not sure why that celebrity sticks with him.
1: Oh, a singer host, and it's a guy. Yes, who has a celebrity? No, you know. Look at this, Grant. Do you know who it is? No, I'm. I'm curious about how excited you are about your answer. I don't know though, because mine seems like it would be. Am I going to be horrified, Holly? think so okay I so i don't think so so i was Singer. gonna say john legend
0: oh you know what bradley i didn't think of that that could be it oh my there was God. another
2: Ooh. couple twists and turns that
0: was mentioned in the comment section of crazy but Bradley, I think that your answer is probably the correct one. So give yourself a ding. Whoa, now, I got a
1: ding and also I'm terrified.
0: Well, let's put the pieces of the puzzle together while why your hunch about this blind item, I'll fill in the blank first. I have some mm, some logic I'm trying to pull out of my head that's gonna give some evidence on why this might be right. So, John Legend was an angry drunk the day after Christmas. Not sure why Chrissy Teigen sticks with him. Now, we're going to talk about this a little later in the show, but think about the announcement that Chrissy Teigen made about her personal life yesterday.
1: Yeah, that she is four weeks sober, if I remember correctly.
0: Right. And that was apropos of nothing. Mm -hmm. It was a comment on a comment of an Instagram post that she posted of her dancing in her fabulous luxury hotel room in her swimsuit with her butt cheeks out. That's neither here in nor Saint there. In St. Barts. In St. But she shared that piece of information. Un- it was unsolicited in a way that it was like, oh, you know, that's great. Like, thank you for sharing that part of your personal life, Chrissy Teigen. Keep on, keep it on. But that's what makes me think, That this blind item is about those two. Yeah,
1: that's interesting because we're actually, we were scheduled to talk about them later in the show anyway, just because I wanted to give props to her for like saying that out loud. People, you know, like we always shame celebrities for saying things, or I shouldn't say shame them, but we often are like, why are you guys oversharing every little piece of your life all the time? Like, really? Really? But this is one that can actually serve a purpose and be beneficial so that other people can see that, oh, look, other people can do it. I can do it, too. So anyway, back to the blind item, who, I'm curious, was the other couple suggested in the comment section?
0: The other couple suggested was Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Oh. But I don't think that anymore, Bradley. I think Bradley... That your answer is the right one.
1: Well, the only reason I and here are two things to consider. One, I think, yes, because a plus list host. I don't see Blake Shelton as an a plus list singer host. He's got maybe a plus list name recognition, but I don't know. Anyway, moral of story, uh, to argue the opposite I'm curious what how Enti Lawyer describes Chrissy Teigen in blind items because for the list, the casual listener you might not realize this, but Enti Lawyer when he does these blind items will often refer to people via like a, a shorthand where you always know when it's you know a plus list singer, bad actor. He's talking probably talking about Justin Timberlake. So I'm curious if he just calls Chrissy Teigen a celebrity or if he has another sort of shorthand. That would be the only thing arguing against that possibility.
0: I think that he often refers to Chrissy Teigen as a celebrity, because if we're going to go through this thread of logic, NT Lawyer would refer to Gwen Stefani as a singer-slash-host, because that's what she is in her own right. Yeah. Singer of No Doubt, solo artist, uh, coach on The Voice. So, But Chrissy Teigen is a celebrity, mean, she's a host, a cookbook author, internet star, all of these things that ultimately when we talk about Chrissy Teigen, she is just a celebrity. And we know her in that capacity.
1: Oh, oh God. If that's true, that's going to be shocking. And oh, this is why we keep coming back to Enti Lawyer. All right. We got another one?
0: Yeah. Ah! There's another celebrity gossip mystery for Bradley and Grant to solve. This foreign-born accused rapist who is loved and supported by this foreign-born former A-list actress was the mastermind and beneficiary of the disappearance of $300 million in Bitcoin two years ago.
1: Whoa, this reads like a
2: Tom Clancy novel. Yeah, wow, you gotta back that. I, ooh, hey, I don't even know where we're at with that one.
0: <laughs> well, let's start with the former A-list actress. Foreign-born, former A-list actress who loves and supports this person.
1: Oh. Oh. Oh? Oh. Okay, so Grant. Okay. We have a little leg up on this show because we talk about this experience a lot on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay. Uh, I believe, Holly, that the foreign-born, former A-list actress is a Canadian who goes by the name Pamela Anderson. Ooh.
0: Give Bradley a ding. Yay! Yay!
1: And the foreign-born accused rapist. Do you have any idea who that would be, Grant? Mm, not a,
2: not a clue. You would
1: only know this if, again, you were paying attention to like uh, something so down deep in the weeds that nobody else is like really seeing in tabloids. And that's Pamela Anderson, who used to bring like s- vegan snacks to her friend Julian Assange when he was hiding out in the Ecuadorian uh, um, embassy. Oh, okay.
0: Give Bradley another ding for that because that's who we're talking about here.
1: Nice job, so, Bradley.
0: Julian, so, <laughs> Julian Assange, who was loved and supported by Pamela Anderson, was allegedly the mastermind and beneficiary of the disappearance of three hundred million dollars in Bitcoin two years ago.
1: This is—I don't know the story of the disappearing three hundred million dollars in Bitcoin, but it seems like a fun rabbit hole that um, we could explore in the next couple of days when we have nothing better to do. True. Yeah
0: when we're all exhausted from our Hilaria Baldwin gossip, we can go and move on to <laughs> yeah. this mystery. If you need to
1: take a break uh, from the Hilaria Baldwin <laughs> madness, uh, pop on over to $300 or a million dollars of disappearing Bitcoin.
2: I, that does intrigue great. me, though. I'm curious. That's a, that's a story right there. Just, hey, $300 million in Bitcoin went missing. I'd read that right away.
1: I wouldn't be surprised at this point if, like, Pamela Anderson was, like you know, one of the head members of anonymous, right? Like she just has this like weird connection to some like deep, dark, like, uh, what do you call that thing on the web? Dark web stuff. Like there's just something she is connected to that doesn't probably make a lot of sense, but still is fascinating.
0: Yes, very much so. I think that's all the time we have for blind items. All right. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you, Holly, for those blind items. We could do blind items all day. Um, If you need to, go to NT Lawyer's website, crazydaysandnight.net. When we come back, it's a battle of the TV aunties. It's Aunt Becky versus Auntie Viv when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. We'll get to the battle of the TD aunties in just a moment. That's um, Aunt Becky and Auntie Viv um, here on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk107.1.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts, and Grant along for the ride today. Um, but first, we need to, well, we just need to give Lori Laughlin another opportunity to tell us how... Just emotional things have been for her in the last week as she was finally, after a long, okay, not really that long, um, after a trying, okay, actually not a very trying, but a a just unique. Okay, um, tell us what's going on with Lori Loughlin, Holly. <laughs>
0: She's out. She's in jail, you guys. And uh, you would know that because there have been multiple exclusive stories since Lori Laughlin uh, was released from a federal correctional facility on Monday morning. And then a couple of hours later, People.com had the exclusive about her. Tearful reunion with her daughters, Olivia, Jade, and Isabella. Hollywood speaking, that she got on the horn with people.com and was letting them know all the details. Well, Lori Laughlin's not done letting us know how hard it is to be behind bars for their role in the college admission scandal. Laura Laughlin's out, but her husband, Massimo Giannulli, is currently behind bars serving out his sentence, which was separate from his wife's, for his role in the college admission scandal. And according to an exclusive source over at Us Weekly, Massimo Giannulli is, quote, having a rough time in prison. Now, he's allowed to call his daughters and his son, and those are the only good parts of his days now. The source says that he tries to sound strong for his children, but because of the fear of a COVID outbreak, which is legitimate, he has been spending almost all his time in his cell, which has been very mentally taxing. Mm, wow. So Lori Laughlin got somebody on the horn at Us Weekly and was like, let me play you my tiny violin. <laughs> you can serenade the public with this story about Massimo Giannulli, because this is the only kind of story that has details that would be revealed by somebody who he's directly talking to.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is all just a big setup. And again, you know, for the casual pop culture observer, they're like, oh, I, it would really suck. You know, I mean, I know she's like rich and privileged and has all this thing. But I mean, I think of myself going to jail and that would be really hard. And then you got to see. Your, so she's doing the, the, like the lazy thing, but it's all in service, honestly, or I should say the audience is doing the lazy thing. A, lo- a large chunk of them in reacting that way. But what Lori Laughlin is actually doing is, I think, greasing the, the wheels. What do you grease? Grease the wheels? Yeah. The lug nuts? Yeah. I don't know. You grease something <laughs> to like, you know, she, what she's prepping right now is her second act. And clearly right. a PR person, and probably a questionable one, but it'd be interesting to find out who this is. In fact, I think we know who it is, and I just can't remember. But anyway... What you have here is a PR machine that has kicked into high gear now that she's out of jail to to um, narrate her second act, which will lead inevitably to a book deal. It will lead to, you know, future TV uh, and movie work potentially. And in order to do that, she needs to have a narrative that people um, are willing to, you know, buy. And again, that narrative in Lori Laughlin's case, as juxtaposed to Felicity Huffman, who is another celebrity who's caught up in the same thing, whereas Felicity Huffman sort of did the like, I'm the worst person. I'm sorry. I'm uh, horrible. I forgive. You know, please forgive me. Take mercy on me. She did that role um, and has now reentered celebrity life. Lori Laughlin yeah. seems to be the one that is just like, you know, I was a dutiful mother trying to do the right thing and was wronged by a system that was already corrupt before no. I ever showed up.
2: No, 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 nope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is the role that she is playing, Lori Laughlin. And and because, yeah, I think we mentioned this the other day when talking about this story that Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman occupy very different spaces in Hollywood where Felicity Huffman has been honored for her acting skills. She's an Academy Award nominated actress. Uh, I don't, I'm sure she's been nominated for Emmys. Uh, we know her in that space. And so for Felicity Huffman's celebrity, it was seemingly important for her to just, you know, take ownership of this. Let's move beyond this. And then now Felicity Huffman has done her time. She seems genuinely remorseful, has done community service. And now she's been cast on a new network TV show, which by all means sounds very promising for her. As opposed to Lori Laughlin, who has lost all of her Hallmark gigs. And, uh, you know, she's not on Fuller House anymore. And what kind of space does she occupy in the world of Hollywood celebrity? Well... It's a former convict, I guess.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting, (laughs) again, to just juxtapose these two women. And again, it's not to say that this is just a true reflection of who these women are. It's to say this is how they're being represented. Because you think about Felicity Huffman's audience. In order for her to reenter the workplace or workforce, right, she has to uh, appeal to um, the people who greenlight movies um, and uh, you know, streaming network projects, right? That, mm-hmm, that right. audience doesn't want, is not buying what Felicity, or excuse me, what uh, Lori Laughlin is selling. Lori Laughlin is speaking to an entirely different audience to get her gigs back. And that audience is People Magazine. That audience is producers over at Lifetime or Hallmark or wherever. And there's a much lower bar. And actually, the, the sensational nature of of her scandal actually benefits her. So that's, I think, why you see her doing this, like, I'm a, you know, a mother wronged. Because that's such a narrative that, like, People Magazine and Hallmark and Lifetime, that's what they want to hear. So she's speaking to an audience of boobs like us, to be sure. But she's actually yelling above us and over to the people who are going to give her the jobs that she wants and i i might be overselling this but it seems like to me that it's more about selling yourself to the the you know the people who can green light your future than it is like readers of tabloids
0: absolutely so those people are at least going to read and listen to what Lori Laughlin has to say about her experience, and then there are people on, in the other camp who are totally not here for Lori Laughlin and her talk
1: to us weekly. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um. Also, really quickly, and,
0: and we have an example of
1: that. Yeah. In in uh direct answer to that, um, we have as I said a battle of the TV aunties because Janet Hubert, who played of course Auntie Viv in Fresh Prince of Bel Air has come out and basically said, I don't have time for this Lori Laughlin person, and here's what she said on Twitter. When white actresses commit crimes, they get new shows, pilots, etc. Lori Laughlin, I assume we'll get an Emmy for her time in prison. Hmm, oh, to be white, blonde, and privileged. No thanks, I would rather be bold, black, and dignified. She minced no words... <laughs> And the internet. No. applauded her for not it. At and all. She's she's yeah. absolutely right. True. I mean, preach. And for, you know, a variety of reasons that we could spend uh, an entire show and hopefully at some point there will be a documentary about, but um I do love that somebody's willing to call her out who operates in the, in a similar sphere, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, she's an actor. I would say that they had roles on shows that were equally successful in a time and a place. And so Janet Hubert is looking over here and is kind of calling out Lori Laughlin's career for what it is because now Lori Laughlin is playing the role of Lori Laughlin being wronged by an unjust system she's playing the role of a mom who was just trying to do the best for her kids mm-hmm. and that probably would be a Lifetime original movie at one point. It
1: will be, oh my god it totally will be. Alright, uh, thank you Holly, and when we come back what's the history mystery that you were obsessed with as a kid? The Titanic, Anastasia 651 1071 we come back right here on Colleen and Bradley Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search